Hello, you are listening to Apricity. My name is Sion, I am your host. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast feels like the sun on a cold winter day. It's currently 5.41pm on a Thursday evening. I'm in Colorado. My move here was a success. I'm home. This is my new home. I'm so ecstatic to be here. I'm currently looking at the river as I record, so you might be able to hear that, but I've been here for five days and I already feel the biggest shift in my nervous system. It's so quiet and slow here, which is really good for me. You might hear the sound of the river or the trees or some birds. I've closed my window, but my dad lives in the forest here, so (laughs) there's quite a lot of wildlife around. Speaking of animals in the wild, I went for a cold river swim the other day, and it was amazing. It's really nature's cold plunge, which I always say doing a cold plunge is like the biggest reset to your nervous system. If you've never tried it, go to a cold body of water nearby you or take a cold shower and it makes you feel like a different person. When I went and did this cold plunge, it was just me sitting on the side of the river, a super quiet evening, and then out of nowhere, I heard these sounds, like animal sounds, and I have no idea what it was, but I've seen bears a lot in Colorado. I'm pretty confident it was the sound of a bear cub, but I couldn't see anything. And with my dad living in Colorado for the past five years and having lived here myself growing up, hiking, being outside all the time, I've definitely seen bears. I used to see them all the time in Yellowstone when my family used to go there when I was growing up. And those are even more scary bears because there's grizzlies in Yellowstone. In Colorado, it's just black bears. And for some reason, I have never been scared of them. I see them all the time in town. They try to break into my dad's house all the time. I've seen them on trails. I've gone in the forest alone. I've never felt scared. But when I heard that sound, I did get really scared. And this morning when I went for a hike, I was like, oh my God, I'm actually scared of seeing a bear right now. And I was by myself. I was like, okay, where did this come from? because growing up, that was never a fear of mine. And obviously I knew to stay away from bears, but I wasn't scared of them. And then I realized I kept seeing TikToks of bear attacks and I think it subconsciously created a fear in my head. So this is just a reminder to be aware of how the media you consume impacts you. Because of course, We should be careful around bears, and we should know what to do if we encounter a bear, but it shouldn't stop us from going for hikes and going into the forest. It's just important to ask yourself if this fear is something that you had prior, or was it something you were taught? Because I know for a fact I've never been afraid of bears. 
Ironically, my last podcast episode was on facing fears and surrender, so I just had to take my own advice and move into a state of surrender and remind myself that if I want to experience my life to the fullest, I am going to have to do things that scare me. I just kept repeating to myself, I'm safe, I'm protected, I imagined that white light surrounding my body. I just remembered that this is their home, the forest is the bear's home. That was a bit of a tangent, but let's get into today's topic. I realized I've never done an episode that is on love. And I've talked about love in my episodes, but I've never done one specifically on love, which is wild to me because love is one of my favorite topics. And I was inspired to do an episode on love because I read a book over the spring called Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. It's a memoir on growing up, getting older, love, loss, friendship. It's very relatable in a lot of ways and so, so well written. So I thought about that book and I was like, okay, I'm going to do an episode on love. And then I was trying to come up with ideas for today's episode on what I wanted to talk about. And then the song For Emma by Bon Iver came on shuffle while I was on a walk thinking about this. And this lyric goes, go find another lover to string along. And it had me thinking about breadcrumbs and love and how I wish I could have given younger me advice on what to do when someone's giving you breadcrumbs in love. So this led to me coming up with and compiling a master list of dating advice for my younger self. And of course, I haven't always followed my own advice, but I have experienced the type of love that has given me wings and the type of love that has left me empty. So I have a lot to say. My hope is that this list might feel like I'm speaking to you directly on something. And I'm speaking about this from a heteronormative perspective, but I think this could apply to anyone. So take with you what aligns and whatever doesn't, ignore it. Number one, if he wanted to, he would, is very real. If someone is leaving you confused, it is a choice. If someone wants to be with you, they will make it very clear. And I know this sucks to hear. I know, you guys, I know. People will say that they can't be with you because of a million reasons. They're focusing on themselves. They need to take care of their mental health. Maybe they don't even tell you they don't want to be with you, but then they just say they're not ready. You know, there's a million reasons. And I respect that sometimes people aren't in the place to be in a relationship or they're focusing on themselves. That's fine. But if they wanted to, they would. I once was crazy about this guy who was pretty hot and cold with me. We would have the best conversations. He'd say all these things that made me think he was crazy about me. And then he'd disappear. And then he'd come back. And then he'd disappear again. And he was giving me breadcrumbs and love to keep me interested. He would send me songs. He would 
right for me. <laughs> I mean, things that you're like, of course this guy's in love with me. But I always wanted more and he would only just give me enough to keep me around. And you don't want to be with someone who gives you breadcrumbs. It's not a good feeling. It's also addictive to be with someone who gives you breadcrumbs in love. There's a concept in psychology called intermittent reinforcement where rewards are given inconsistently, creating a cycle of anticipation. Think of gambling. You never know if you're going to win. This tactic is a really effective way that people manipulate emotions because it's addictive. Dopamine flows more readily in the brain when there's an intermittent reinforcement schedule of affection and attention rather than a consistent one. So just keep that in mind when you're seeing someone. And of course, if you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, this person is not choosing me, that just means they were not ready or meant to hold your heart. Number two, whoever you're with is a part of your world, not your entire world. I often see people relying on their partner to be their everything. And I just want to say almost everything I'm mentioning in this episode is things I have experienced, so I've been guilty of this too. I think it's important to remember that your partner is just another person. They have to take care of themselves first and they can't fulfill your every need. My mom used to be a nurse and people would ask her how to find the best doctor. She would ask them what mattered the most to them because you'll never find someone who ticks every single box. You can find someone who might be the best cardiologist, but they might not have the best personality, or I think she referred to it as bedside manner. In love, it's important to choose what matters the most to you and a partner and make sure the person you're with aligns with those things. Everyone has different things they're good at. Some people are really great at staying calm in stressful situations. Others are great at comforting you when you're sad. Sometimes you can find someone who's both, but what you really want is someone who's funny. You have to choose what is most important to you and a partner that they can help provide for you, whatever qualities you find to be the most important. And then remember that they can't provide you every single thing that you need in your life. That's why it's so important to have close friends and maybe family that you're close to because they can maybe do those other things with you that your partner might not be interested in or provide you different ways of connecting. And I'm not saying that you should be seeking something in someone else, but I do think in human connection, we crave certain types of connection, whether that be through humor, whether it be through interest in books. On top of that, you have to be able to self-soothe in life because other people are not medicine. Obviously, it's great to talk to people you love about what you struggle with, but always asking them for advice on what to do or asking them to help you regulate emotionally puts the other person in a difficult position. 
Number three, intimacy looks different for every person. For one person, communicating very little can feel extremely intimate. On the other hand, someone else might openly share five times the amount and still sense the potential for even deeper connection. Sometimes it's based on physicality and proximity that can look like how often you see them, how much you do together, how close you get physically. And for others, it can be more emotional. Have you shown them your shadow? Do you want them to really see you, hear you? And I think different concepts of what intimacy looks like is where misunderstanding and losing connection can occur. Often one person is left wanting more or wanting less and I think it's important to communicate what intimacy looks like for you, how your partner or friends can fulfill what you need intimacy-wise. I think the people closest to me in my life know I love having deeper conversations, but sometimes I really just need to be alone and I think the people in my life respect that. It's also important to respect that someone else's intimacy might not look the same as yours. They might not want to share about the things that hurt as often as you do. They might be more selective about what feels important. And just remember that intimacy in your life is up to you. The intimacy you have with yourself, the way that you open up to others. If someone can't meet you on the level of intimacy that you need, it might be a sign that you guys aren't compatible, which relates to my next point. Number four, there are so many types of love you can find in this world, and romantic love is just one of them. The ancient Greeks said there were eight types of love, so I thought I would share some of them with you. If I butcher any of these names, please let me know. Number one, agape, unconditional love. Agape is an unselfish concern for others. You love them without expecting anything in return. It's probably the purest form of love there is. Eros, romantic love. Think Cupid's arrow, head over heels, love at first sight. It's also seen as a form of madness because it's so consuming. Philia, affectionate love. It's a deep love without romantic attraction. It's built on respect and shared values. But since this love is so deep, it can also really hurt us. Think painful friend breakups. Number four is Philia to... Philia... I cannot say this one for my life. Self-love. This is a healthy relationship with yourself. This is the most important relationship in your life because the relationship you have with yourself lasts forever. Storie, familiar love. This is a love that withstands the test of time, usually between a parent and child. Pragma, which is enduring love. When I think of this one, I think of that old couple still holding hands that's been together for 70 years. It's not just physical or friendship, it's built on commitment. Ludus, playful love. This is the flirting at the bar, lighthearted love. It's not necessarily romantic, but this one is so important to keep in all relationships to have fun. Joking, being silly, laughing. Lastly, 
mania, obsessive love, often seen as jealousy or possessiveness, codependency. You can avoid this by focusing on yourself rather than your partner constantly. I just listed a list within a list. So I think these are really interesting to look at and see maybe where in your life you feel very full of one of those loves or maybe where in your life you could embrace a different type of love more. Number five, be mindful when someone keeps you around as an option but doesn't actually pursue you. I heard the phrase watering the plants in the context of keeping up with people you could potentially have romantic interest in but you don't feel like they're it. I'm not great at watering plants or casually dating for that matter. I've usually drown my plants even if I didn't really like them. I've rarely had someone that I can check in on and give tokens of love. I usually let the plants go completely dry. Number six, real love is not the high highs and the low lows. It's safe, it's comforting, it doesn't leave you questioning how they feel all the time. And in love, people will disappoint you, they will hurt you, that is inevitable. But the person who's healthy for you probably will not come with these dramatic ups and downs where you're on top of the world or under it. And I used to think real love was the rush because the rush feels so euphoric, but I've learned it's actually feeling safe. It's chemically addictive chasing someone, but it leaves you empty. On that note, If they make you nervous beyond the initial getting to know each other phase, that's not a good thing. Number seven, being vulnerable can hurt you, but it also can heal you. Closing yourself off to hurt is the same as closing yourself off to joy. Number eight, if you can find someone who can handle you in your entirety, that is a rare and special love, but the right person will also keep you in check. Someone who calls you out and encourages you to grow is not someone who doesn't accept you. It's someone who believes in you and is honest and real with you. When I have days where I am not doing the things that make me feel good and I'm feeling sad and my partner has checked in and said, have you done this? Have you done that? And if you did, it would help you feel good, you know? It doesn't have to be done in a mean way. But I think that the right person will not just like, woe is you, you know? (laughs) Number nine, it's okay to go on dates for fun, but it's probably best to not be in a relationship with someone you couldn't potentially see yourself being with long-term. If you see red flags in someone early on or things about them that you're just like, there's no way I could ever be with them, You might be wasting your time and theirs, and sometimes by ending it with someone you don't see a future with, you're actually helping them, even if it stings, because they can go find their person now. Number 10, if you have to be fucked up to have sex with them, you probably don't like having sex with them. Number 11, the world is a mirror. If you're always pursuing emotionally unavailable people, there's a good chance that you're also emotionally unavailable. If you keep experiencing the same lesson over and over in another person, it's something for you to work on probably within yourself. And the last one, number 12, when something ends, there is always something else beginning in its place. 
I hope you guys enjoyed this list. Just a reminder, when people give advice, they're speaking to themselves as much as they're speaking to you. And that doesn't mean the advice is bad, but it's important context to remember that we're all human and it's hard to put a lot of these things in practice, but I feel that these are just good reminders. If you guys have any lessons in love you've learned, I would love to hear them. My Instagram is Sion Camille, S-I-A-N-C-A-M-I-L-E. Also feel free to send me topics you guys want to listen to, questions. My DMs are open. Thank you guys so, so much for rating the show. It helps keep me going. I'm very grateful for you all. I hope you have a beautiful day, evening, wherever you are, whatever time it is. Love your friends. See you on.